Happy Tuesday, Trenders. I'm your host, Chase, bringing you a brand new episode of Trendy. I've got my trusty pod dog sitting right behind me, and we're ready to bring you the best trends that we found over the past week. Trends that you can bet your friend's life on. Just pick the right friend. You know who they are. Christopher. The trends we're covering today are some trends and takeouts of Tunisia, fast fashion and why it needs to slow down, and an indicator looking at the losses in labor. There's been a lot of news and headlines over layoffs, but how many are there and how significant and impactful is it really? We'll find out in seven minutes. For first turn of the day, Tunisia. Where the hell is that? Tunisia is in the northernmost part of Africa and it's right across the Mediterranean Sea from Italy. And it's snugged right in between Algeria and Libya. Now, why are we talking about Tunisia? So on Sunday, in the second round of parliamentary election, there are 262 candidates going for the remaining 131 legislative seat. Now the president of Tunisia, Kais Saied, has diluted the power of parliament, which is reflected in the voter apathy and the percentage of voters that actually go out to vote that can vote, it's just 11%. Now you may ask yourself, why is Tunisia important? Economically, it's fairly small. Their GDP measures around $47 billion a year, which is less than what the tractor supply is worth from our episode the previous week. Their inflation levels measure in around 10% and they have an unemployment level of 15% and their population comes in around 12 million people. Now geopolitically, Tunisia is a great partner for counterterrorism because of where it's located. Being at the northern part of Africa, it's close to Europe and the Middle East and is a significant trade partner to the United States. And while their democratic reforms have been soft, they're heading the right direction and hopefully a model for other democratic processes for other countries in the future. Now you still may ask yourself why would I look at Tunisia or see them as a trend to pay attention to? Well, Tunisia and their government are trying to branch out economically into different areas. Their largest companies are state-owned power gas companies and they have a large phosphate producer, an airline, a telecommunications company. But the trend I want to point out here is that countries like Tunisia are starting to look for diversification in their country's GDP and trying to pivot to a more long-term sustainable view. Much like the Saudis who recently hosted Beyonce and started the Live Golf Tournament, oil is not forever and they know it. So the trend to watch out for here is whether it's a company or a country, they need to diversify or die because no product or service is forever. Or second trend of the day, fast fashion. Now we started the episode saying fast fashion needs to slow down. And there's a reason for that. 85% of textiles or clothes end up in landfill or incinerated, which contributes to the pollution of our air, water, and environment around. Fast fashion produces about 92 million tons of waste each year. And on average, a garment in fast fashion has a lifespan of just a few months before it's thrown away. And it's estimated that fast fashion is responsible for 10% of global carbon emission. And the second largest consumer of the world's water supply. Now, when I read these stats and the growth around fast fashion, it doesn't make me want to invest more in it. I think if anything, we're going to see the pendulum swing the other way and people are going to want clothes that are more durable, that last longer. And even if they cost more money, I think it'll be a much larger long-term benefit or clothes that you reuse. A few companies that pop up into my mind are ThreadUp, Poshmark, Levi Strauss, or Patagonia. Now, ThreadUp is one of the largest online thrift stores that offers secondhand clothing, shoes or accessories. Typically it's at a fraction of a cost because if you're buying Lululemon pants from someone else, you're going to get them at a significant discount. Now ThreadUp has processed over 50 million items of clothing and has saved over a billion pounds of clothing from land. The company's business model is based on the idea of reducing waste and promoting sustainability by focusing on extending the life cycle of the products sold on their platform. Now according to ThreadUp, the average item sold on its platform has a carbon footprint that's nine times lower than of a brand new item created. 
Now, I'm not saying go out and buy shares of ThreadUp right now because they're saving the world. On the contrary, I would probably pump the brakes just a little bit because while its revenue has grown from $130 million in 2018 to $250 million in 2021, their losses have also grown from $34 million in losses of 2018 to $63 million in losses of 2021. So they doubled their income, but they also doubled their losses. So I would say hold off before you go through your life savings on buying shares of ThreadUp. Another company in this space that I think is worth looking at is Poshmark. Now Poshmark was acquired by a South Korean company called NaverCorp just last month. Now Poshmark seems like they had their act a little bit more together than ThreadUp. They were doing about $250 million of revenue and about $6 million of profit prior to being acquired. And that's just based on their S1 documents when they filed to go public originally. But if you're bullish on Poshmark, the only way to buy shares of them is through NaverCorp, which when I dove into their financials, they make 6 trillion Korean wands a year, which seems like an insane amount, but it's actually $4.7 billion. Still a lot of money, but not, not as much as you'd think if you didn't convert it to US dollars. The last company I wanted to look at that was taking advantage of this trend of slowing down fast fashion was Levi Strauss. You may think denim is out, but denim is back. Levi Strauss's revenue in 2020 was $4.5 billion, and they lost $127 million. But this past year, they made $6.17 billion, a little over a billion and a half dollars in growth, and they made $569 million in profit. Again, I wouldn't recommend diving in and buying a bunch of shares of Levi because they're taking advantage of this trend. And if anything, I would invest more in ThreadUp or NaverCorp because I think it's better to buy something that's a platform for buyers and sellers than an individual brand itself. There's a lot more risk to being in an individual brand instead of a platform. I think the trend to focus on on all three companies that we reviewed is that fast fashion is going to fall out of favor with consumers, especially younger generation, in a world that's becoming more environmentally conscious. For third and final trend, we'll look at an indicator called the United States Challenger Job Cuts. Now, this is an indicator published by Challenger Gray and Christmas Incorporated, which is a company headquartered in Chicago focused on executive outplacements or executives who lost their jobs and they provide services like career coaching, resume writing, and internet presence management. Now, this particular indicator focuses on corporate layoffs by industry and region. Now, on February 2nd, they announced the latest numbers for January's job and they were forecasted to come in at 40,000, maybe 50,000 on the high end. They came in at 102,000, almost double or triple any forecasted that was out there. And the technology sector, surprise, surprise, accounted for 41% of all those cuts. Coming in at second place with the most cuts at 13% was retailers. And then third was real estate company. Now on the other side of the market, employers announced plans to hire 32,000 workers, primarily in the entertainment and leisure space, which plays into one of our previous trends that we discussed is that people are moving away from stuff and more towards activities. The trend to watch for here is that job cuts are up, but these cuts are part of a broader push for the companies that overhire and experiencing a shift in their industry, and they need to position themselves for a better future. Now, a lot of these tech companies made bets on products or services that haven't panned out, and they widely overhired for them during the pandemic. And now that the job market has normalized and interest rates are higher, it's forced companies to look at what's not working. All three sectors that we reviewed in this indicator are there because of changes in the economic environment around their businesses, specifically areas that are not working. For tech, Amazon's Alexa hasn't panned out as much as they thought, or Facebook Metaverse. For retail, a lot of retail companies overbought things during the pandemic and they bought the wrong kind of inventory. And for housing and real estate, supply is still low and interest rates are now higher. And now job cuts are a result of those shifts in those industries. 
Now we'll jump into the takeouts for our trends today. For our first trend, Tunisia. You've heard of having a one-year plan, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, but countries need to have a hundred-year plan in order to prosper for the long term. And in order to do that, they need to diversify their economies and build strategic partnerships with stronger allies. For our second trend, fast fashion has shown us that sustainability is not just a nice to have, but it's becoming a competitive advantage in sales and will eventually become a regulatory requirement by law as environmental standards are elevated. You can chase the trend or you can lead it. And while sustainability has drawbacks, for example, shipping vessels might have to go at slower paces to conserve fuel. They could have long-term compounding benefits that lead to safer actions taken by people and companies that help themselves and their planet. And for our third and final trend, job cuts are higher as we've seen in the news more recently. Now, whether those job cuts are because of overhiring, too much inventory or too much investment in areas that aren't working or too strong of economic headwinds, the job cuts are not as bad as you think. And it seems that people are trying to take part and take care of themselves because we haven't seen a jump in jobless claims or unemployment and our jobs report has been stronger than ever. Back when I was young, I used to go whitewater rafting quite a bit. And there's a number of ways to be rescued if you fall out of your raft into some dangerous rapid. But the best kind of rescue is a self-rescue. And it seems like a lot of people who are getting cut are seeing this as a new beginning. And while these cuts are up, the technology space only makes up two to 4% of the entire workforce. And a recent stat I read was that 80% of them have found jobs within three months and half of those people got pay bumps. So there's some good news in the midst of layoffs. I'm your host, Chase. Tune in next Tuesday for a brand new episode of Trendy. We look forward to seeing you then.